0: Everyone, welcome to the front porch. I'm Brian Beaudry. Um, this month, I talked to Frances Ellison. She used to work with us at Point of Rental. She joined CE Rental, who happens to use Point of Rental, and she's their on-staff expert as far as IT and Point of Rental goes. She's kind of a liaison. Uh, she helps them manage a a lot of stores. CE has a lot of stores. Anyway, we talked to her about some of the challenges she's had uh, throughout her career, um, going from equipment rental to Point of Rental to event rental and doing it things we also learned kind of what she's been up to over the past year or so so it was pretty fun catching back up with her Um, if you want to hear more from other rental leaders then subscribe to point of rental on the podcast platform of your choice you'll also hear a lot of pointers stories as well as some of our new people you'll you'll get introduced to them Uh, rate a subscribe review share us with a friend and yeah let's go ahead and talk to francis Welcome to the front porch with Brian Beaudry. Welcome to the front porch, Francis. Thank you. Let's, let's start off with the easy questions. Who are you? Where are you from? And we'll start things off with your top three appetizers, starting with number three.
1: All right. I am Francis Ellison. I used to work at Point of Rental, and now I work for CE Rental. Okay. I am from California originally, but I've been in Texas for a very, very long time, so I should be considered a Texan.
0: Oh, okay. Well, what are your top three appetizers? Let's start with number three.
1: Number three is going to have to be chips and queso. Okay. Much to Andy Clark's dismay.
0: I mean, at least it made the top three, so I feel yeah, like he can't right? get too upset. Exactly. We'll see what comes in over it, and then we'll see how <laughs> his level <laughs> exactly. of exactly.
1: So, number two is gonna be bacon-wrapped jalapenos.
0: Mm, I don't think he can complain at this point. Right. He like likes he that too, like that. so he couldn't complain about it. <laughs> but we're not concerned about Andy's top three. This is that's your top true. three. You that's can true. have whatever you want. Yes. Uh, what is your number one top appetizer of I all think time?
1: That's gonna be hot wings.
0: Okay, yeah. do you uh, dip them in anything or is it just hot wings by themselves? Just hot wings. Wow, that's, yeah. that's hardcore. <laughs> Okay. Ha- have you been to Buffalo, the home of the wing? I have, have, actually. Okay. So yeah. was it better in Buffalo than everywhere else? or?
1: No, I can't say that it was because I went during COVID. Oh. And so it was rough finding a place to eat. I did okay. have wings, but they were not as good as wings here in Texas.
0: <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh>, you're, <laughs> you're definitely sounding like a Texan now. I'm probably going <laughs> to make enemies <laughs> on that one. <laughs> okay. So... It looks like from your LinkedIn that you've been in the rental industry or at least rental industry adjacent depending on what you count uh as rental for your entire career. Did you grow up thinking that you were going into rental or I guess what I'm saying is what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: Well, when I was a kid I wanted to grow up and be a psychologist, believe it or not. Mm. That's I, absolutely I can kind of see one. some of that. <laughs> right? Um, so once I had children and and I had my kids in school, I decided to try to find something to do. And long story short, I heard about an office that needed help and it happened to be a rental company. I had no knowledge of rental before that.
0: Just sheer coincidence. Stumbled into it. Stumbled into it. And you've stayed in the industry like the whole time.
1: I have, yes.
0: Wow. You must like it.
1: I do. The, The people that you work with in the rental industry are very down to earth.
0: So, how did you get to be an office manager at Mooneyham Equipment, which according to your LinkedIn is your first job or is that not the case? That's not the case oh, actually.
1: Okay. I I was, but it wasn't it wasn't the first one. I worked for a company called Skid Loaders Plus. Okay. And um that was during just before 9/11. And uh-huh. when 9/11 happened, there were a lot of um small rental companies that shut down locations and things like that. So I went from um Skid Loaders Plus to Mooneyham Equipment, and then several other. Are
0: just. those both in Texas or where, where's Skid Loaders Plus? So that it could be
1: was anywhere. in North Richland Hills. So yes, oh, it was wow. in Texas as well. It was a second office. Their first one was in Austin.
0: Okay. And
1: so they ended up, because of the economy shutting down that location, and I went to work for Mooneyham
0: Equipment. So when you're taking that first job, um, what, like, what's the job description? What, what were you doing in that first job?
1: I was invoicing customers and answering the phone and taking care of customers. That's kind of kind of funny, isn't it? <laughs>
0: well wow. i I think you've been doing that for a while, right okay, Long so time. how do you go from that to being an office manager? Did, did you get tired of uh, talking to customers or as an office manager, do you still talk to customers? I don't know what an office manager does.
1: So as an office manager, you just handle issues as they come up. Um, you throw in the organization and make sure that things are done when they need to be done. There's a lot of um, deadlines and things like that When in Texas, anyway, when it comes to rental. Um, I was on the equipment rental side, and so you had to file liens and things like that. And so um, just having the orga- organizational skills helped with that role.
0: It seemed like you were suggesting other states; they don't have deadlines. <laughs> no, not <at> all. <laughs> everywhere else. Super chill.
1: They're just willy nilly, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so at some point in your career, I saw that you were doing sales. Uh, yes. Salespeople are weird, right?
1: They are. I'm ma- I'm actually married to a salesperson, mm. so yes, they're very weird.
0: Okay, so but you like the weird, so I do. That's good.
1: You know me, Brian, right?
0: Okay, tell me the weirdest story that you have. Uh, involving a salesperson.
1: Oh.
0: I didn't prepare you for this one at You all, didn't so prepare me. I was, was thinking the weirdest
1: one. story, and it had nothing to do with sales. It had to do with just my rental life. Okay, but
0: give me your weirdest rental-related story. Okay.
1: So I worked for a company um, uh, that the owner was there every single day. It was a very small company. And uh, it was actually called SES, Soil Compaction Specialties. Okay. And um, so we enough. had... A, We had somebody walk in off the street that wanted to rent a piece of equipment. And long story short, we were able to determine that he was planning to steal the equipment because the rental industry is a very uh, close-knit network. And so we had reached out. They had called in and, and reserved the equipment, and we had reached out to other small equipment companies in the area and found out that these specific people were hitting different companies and stealing the inventory. And so when this gentleman pulled in, he and his girlfriend pulled into our yard to pick up the equipment, we actually closed the gate and locked them in. (laughs) And we had their vehicle locked in the gate. This is in Dallas, not in the greatest part of Dallas. We had them locked (laughs) in. Several people in the rental industry carry guns, and yeah. so the owner of the company was manhandling this guy and uh, trying to keep him there until the police got there. And I was taking pictures of him, so we had evidence. And there was a lot of yelling and screaming, and it was just a Wait, crazy you were taking,
0: scene. When? How long ago was this? I'm just curious. <laughs> where was it? Like a case where you had a camera phone, or did you have like a physical camera out there just like taking pictures?
1: I think. I'm trying to remember. I think it was actually a camera. It was about 10 years ago, just very shortly before I left uh, the rental industry.
0: <laughs> that, that didn't cause Was that the cause of you leaving the rent, rental industry? No, You're like, it, you it know, I've had enough arresting people. <laughs>
1: we had a lot of break-ins at that uh, rental store, too. But, no, it wasn't why.
0: That is interesting that you mentioned that. I saw just on a Facebook group today someone was uh, – one of our customers actually, Warren, posted uh, an image of someone who had been – Stealing from rental yes. companies to let people know.
1: I see that on Facebook still. Yeah. I, I think you might be talking about yeah. the same post.
0: Probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I'm glad uh, no one seems to have gotten hurt in that situation. <laughs> I was hoping that you were going to catch him just by the fact that he like accidentally mentioned that he was going <laughs> to steal. it. It's like you're just a <laughs> right. That sir. would
1: have been really bad.
0: Okay. While you were while you were saying that, did you think of? A weird salesperson story.
1: Okay, um, I, this weird. It doesn't have verse, to be
0: a pointer, but I mean, it could be
1: <laughs> a, a word. Sa- we are, oh, well, now I got to rethink that because I was thinking rental, right? And point yeah. of rental is software, but it's kind of rental. Uh, you know, just just trying to figure out promises sometimes is challenging. <laughs> uh, but I did have when I was when I was working as a uh, manager for a rental company, a big rental company. I had a salesperson that I had interviewed, and he was asking me to um, put a, put steps on the truck for him and outfit the truck for his kids and things like that. And that was a little bit weird.
0: It seems a little unnecessary
1: for a company truck. Yeah, yeah, I kind of denied that one.
0: I was going to say, did you do it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, we we didn't we didn't ever hire him.
0: So why did you get into the sales part? Was it just you rounding out your your talents, or was there Different reason was it just you had to jump into it?
1: It was rounding out talents. I think I was uh, I was raising kids and trying to make as much money as I could as a single mother, and um, I it happened to be it actually happened to be the guy who had owned the first company that I worked for because it had closed down during nine eleven. He had actually gone to work for another company and had recruited me to work as sales. Apparently, he thought that I had the personality to be a salesperson.
0: Do you have the personality to be a salesperson? I don't.
1: I think I can be somewhat convincing. D-
0: when you're <laughs> when you're doing the sales, are did you? How far did you get on your uh, psychology track? Did you use? Oh, any no,
1: no, no, no. Not other than just you know my everyday life of trying to convince <laughs> yeah. kids and dogs to do things they don't mm. want to do.
0: Oh, there you go. That's an underrated, <laughs> I think, uh, skill. Skill that it's a great a skill lot of setting. moms have. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, at some point in 2014, you're managing a branch of a rental business, just doing that thing where you're out there crushing it. What makes you decide, you know what, I'm going to work at a little software company?
1: Well, I actually had a friend who had a friend that worked at Point of Rental. Are you going
0: to name drop or no?
1: I could. It was Bob, okay. um, which is kind of surprising for anybody who knows Bob, that Bob <laughs> would actually be the person who would recruit me, right? Because we're not really exactly alike. Um but Bob had uh, come to a pool party at my house, and he mentioned that Point of Rental needed me to come work there. Mm. I guess, see, that's part of the sales, right? I was convincing.
0: Yeah. What? Tell me about these pool parties. What? <laughs> I haven't heard of any pool parties here.
1: Pool parties. Pool party Great pool parties. We have uh, a pool in our backyard that's um, kind of like a little Mexico resort, you know. And mm. we heat it up in the winter time. So we'll. we'll we're known to have like a. New Year's Eve party where the pool's like 102.
0: Mm-hmm. The entire pool. How how much are you known for that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty well. You need to ask around the office here.
0: <laughs> okay. So
1: I... and we're selling the house, Brian. What that's that's uh, <laughs> that's actually why I'm here with you today.
0: Okay. I was gonna say, did you come here to pitch pitch the house? <laughs> no, okay. It's sold. It's already sold. It's already
1: sold. We're we're doing our inspection today and very soon I'll be I'll be living on the side of a mountain.
0: Yeah, I heard. Where where exactly are you moving?
1: Um, It's actually, uh, the town is called Black Lake, and it's near Angel Fire, New Mexico.
0: That sounds like a very dangerous area if it has (laughs) like a black lake and there's fire in the name of, I'm concerned about you.
1: There (laughs) are bears and cougars, and we're on the side of a mountain, and... It's pretty awesome. Okay. Have
0: you had any experiences with bears or cougars? We
1: saw one. We haven't. Mm -hmm. We've seen tracks on our property, and we were headed into town, and we saw one running across the road.
0: Well, let me know if you have any more experiences with bears, perhaps a little more entertaining than like, (laughs) I "Eh, I just ran across the road.
1: (laughs) Uh, You have to be careful. There are videos all the time out there where people leave their hummingbird feeders out on the... Deck and uh, bears will climb up and try to eat the food. I mean,
0: there's not. It's sweet, so yeah, right. I would consider it if be, I get any. It'd be pictures. weirder if it was a person.
1: Yeah, if I get any pictures of bears out there, I'll uh, I'll send them over to you. Oh yeah, please do. Yeah, it'd be amazing.
0: Okay, so you come to a point of rental. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you thinking as you get here and you're all like, this isn't a this isn't quite rental. What what's the change in mindset as far as as dealing with the new job.
1: Well, I, I really enjoyed and the challenges of taking care of customers that was my favorite part of it. I came in to manage the support team and it was much much smaller than it is today. Um, but during that process I also thought that I should learn the software so that I because it's important to me to be credible when I'm helping people. And so I love a good challenge. always have, still do. And um, the first year was really rough because I wasn't a software person and um, I didn't know anything about it. And so I worked hard every day to try to learn it so that I could help people whenever they had problems.
0: Yeah, that actually surprises me a little. I thought you had maybe already used point of rental in a previous job, so you were already an expert. Wow, well, you had to go through a whole year. Of...
1: I never used the software at all until I came to work at Point of Rental and then had to learn all of it and had great mentors here at Point of Rental who we were in a much smaller office then and yeah. I was able to ask a lot of questions and be within earshot of people who had a lot of knowledge on the software.
0: Yeah, that's, I feel like that's one of the things that I'm kind of missing as far as like everyone working from home is like it was nice to be able to overhear stuff and now I can't get that Secret extra knowledge. That's that I, don't I have, believe that. Now I have to like go out of my way to ask for it, and it's like, ah, yeah, it's not really worth. it. Everybody's busy, right? Yeah, and they it's don't not have really a lot of time. Breaking up their time and scheduling a meeting because I don't even know what I want to ask. Sometimes I want to right. just overhear.
1: Exactly, and then you can just you can overhear all the conversations. I heard, overheard many many conversations between Wayne and David Jensen, mm-hmm. and it was it was very beneficial being able to learn the ins and outs of the program, not being a software person. And I think that was the things that I really enjoyed because I'm an older person. And um, working with people who are not familiar with the software is one of my favorite things about when I worked at Point of Rental was helping them to understand that they could get through it and and understand how to use it in the real world.
0: We've already kind of talked about Point of Rental, so I was going to (laughs) say let's talk about Point of Rental real quickly without talking Point of Rental. Let's
1: continue talking about Point
0: of Rental. Um, I know that as someone who worked in implementation and really got to spend a lot of time with new customers, there's like an extra level of friendship whenever I go to shows. They're always like, oh, this person was my implementation specialist or this person was my trainer, and they're like, you are my best friend in the world. Um, Are you still talking with the people that you installed or – how how does that work now that you're with CE?
1: I do still talk to a lot of people. The When I was at Point of Rental, I um, gave my personal cell phone number to a lot of clients <laughs> because I would go on site with them and, you yeah. know, we would talk at dinner or we would talk after hours and I continue to communicate with many, many of them. I'll get text messages. You didn't change your number on them? <laughs> no, I did not change my number. I I really miss everybody and uh, enjoyed enjoyed those relationships and to this day continue to talk with many, many of them.
0: Mm. Do they ask you for software help?
1: They do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they they actually do. Yeah.
0: Are you still able to help them? Because I know that like we do a lot of changes over since you've left and well, I guess CE still uses yeah. point of frontal. So you, you are probably still up to date on it, but... Yeah. You're, so you're still able to do I'm
1: reading release notes. <laughs> you I expert. still I still know a lot of the, uh, well, most of it, I hope. I mean, that's, that's my goal is to continue to stay up to date on it. I mean, one of the things at CE is that we are trying to use the uh, software as efficiently as possible. And in order to do that, you've got to know about the entire program.
0: Okay.
1: That and I keep in touch with point of rental people.
0: Mm, That does explain why you're in the office today. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) uh, It's very weird for me actually talking to a person like in person. I usually do these uh, over video chat. So I never could tell with you because you seem like someone who likes working, but I can also kind of see you as a person who's working on early retirement because you have like stuff to do. So are you rental till you die? Um, I realize this is not a good HR question, but I'm not in (laughs) HR, so there's no rules.
1: Um I am I think I'm rental till I die. Um I think that long term that I would like to have a little more leisure time, but okay. I don't know that I'll ever stop working.
0: Okay. What are you doing in your leisure time? It seems like you're going to a place that's snowy, so it must involve snow. Uh,
1: yes, so sledding down hills. I have not learned to ski yet, but I intend to learn how to ski going out there.
0: Wow, that seems Aggressive to start learning skiing at
1: this age, especially. Right. (laughs) I was gonna say I'm still skiing. Where's Sarah? Is she gonna burst in here and stop our conversation? (laughs) No, no. But four wheeling and hiking and kayaking and all the things that you do outdoors, we love that kind of stuff.
0: That does sound pretty fun.
1: I've got granddaughters and and they like to come out and ride the four wheelers and put the dogs in there and it's a lot of fun. Just get up on the hill on the mountain and hike. Okay. We were sliding down in the snow, it was fun.
0: So when you're sledding, are you using like the toboggan style or are you using like the giant hubcap style or uh, inner tube or what?
1: Neither of those. So they make the little plastic long type sleds. Okay. Those, I there's a resale shop out in Angel Fire, near Angel Fire. Mm-hmm. And I actually picked them up for like a quarter and 50 cents each. So they were great.
0: That's a good price. Yeah, yeah right? I recommend going with those. Okay, so who was your favorite pointer besides me? I ask that way so I can pretend the reason you picked someone else is because I'm not an option.
1: Well, of course you were, Brian. Um, You know, I think that the safe thing to say, (laughs) but it's not a stretch, is that it was Earl because, you know, everybody misses Earl. Earl was a a huge asset to me when I worked with him. Um, He taught me a lot. I loved Earl's attitude. He never let anything bother him, and it was another day. He took it seriously. It was another day at the office, and um, he was he was in it so long. He was very knowledgeable. Okay. But many, many people at Point Arena. Too Acceptable many. Acceptable to... answer, but
0: everyone else. Sorry, <laughs> second place, distant. That's east. right.
1: After Earl and Brian. Oh yeah, third place. Sorry,
0: <laughs> third place. But that's like the same level as Chips and Queso and appetizers, which it's not a bad place to be. Exactly. Hey everyone, are you ready to laugh? It's time for Jonathan's Jokes. Let's give him a hand. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so for today's joke, which insect is the smartest? The spelling bee. Now let's talk about CE Rental, because I believe you enjoyed your time here. You've convinced me. Um, I've seen you show up at a couple of things at the office. But what appealed to you about the job at CE Rental?
1: So the thing that um, was uh, the first thing, Brian, was challenges. I mean, we were going from a eight-location company in eight separate instances of point of rental to one database, one company. And then we were also going to upgrade from expert to elite. So those challenges, and it definitely has been challenging, uh, were one of the things that were appealing to me, Good. as well as working solely with one company to ensure that they were using the software um, efficiently and, and knew how to use it. Yeah. Because it's such a vast program and so complex that... Um, most people only know the small portion that they're working in every
0: day yeah so you just wanted to go from helping a lot of companies a little to helping one company just like really really a lot
1: that's exactly that's exactly it
0: okay have you have you gotten to do that do you feel yeah uh, as though you're continually being challenged there
1: yes yes we uh we have many many things coming up we're We're in the middle of several things right now that um, we have not completed, and we have them planned through the rest of the year, and then who knows what next year will
0: bring. That's true. Yes. Um, So what's it like going from the equipment rental industry to event rental? Um, Was Point of Rental just kind of the bridge, a a kind of neutral place that you could be between the two industries, and which do you like better?
1: I think that is a really good point, yes. Um, Equipment rental, you know, you have way less things on that contract than you do in the event rental industry. But when it really boils down to it, it's a widget. You're just you're just renting something, you're putting it on a contract, you're renting it. Since I am fully remote, I'm not actually in the rental stores dealing with the loading the trucks and all that, which I'm sure is a little bit different than driving a backhoe on a truck and and chaining it down as opposed to loading pallets and pallets and organizing all that. Yeah. But from my perspective and what I do with the company, it's it's about the same. You're just renting something and bringing it back.
0: Yeah, I guess you don't have quite the same exact experience if you weren't using Point of Rental before. Were you using any rental software? Or? Oh yes, okay. many
1: different rental softwares. Okay,
0: so you at least had yeah. some type of rental software before and after. I was going to say it, it wouldn't compare at all if you didn't use <laughs> rental software and then you went.
1: But you know, only software. Uh, Point of Rental is a I've said this for many years, this is nothing that's going to surprise you, but Point of Rental is a great software for for the user interface. It's very user friendly. Um, there are plenty of softwares that it, that's not the case.
0: Okay. Well, we won't talk about them. Okay. Uh, so CE Rental manages a lot of different rental businesses. What are the biggest challenges you face as an IT business development director? Actually, first, what is an IT business development director that's long title. And after that, we'll talk challenges.
1: So I oversee um, the decisions that we make from an IT perspective. We actually have an external IT company who handles all of the IT stuff, but I oversee the decisions that are made regarding that as well as I am um, a product owner for Point of Rental currently. I mean, we have so much going on with it that I just spend a lot of time advising and uh, working with data and things like that.
0: Okay, so you're you're the interface between basically CE and not only the IT company, but their their point of rental small. as well. Yeah. All of our vendors. Wow, you're, you're <laughs> the IT guru for all yes. Of that. Yes. How weird is it to you that you're you're the IT expert after like it's, not really doing? I know, right? All that stuff until recently. I
1: still I still let people know that every day that. Um, that I don't have a huge background in in IT stuff. I have my IT experience from Point of Rental. Just you know, same thing where you're overhearing a lot of things. I sat near Bob for a long time and his team, and um, you do learn things just by overhearing and things like that. But we do depend on an external company for that,
0: Okay.
1: which is a great thing when you're when you're an organization that has. You know, up, up over 150 employees and you have IT demands. It's very nice to have a company that you can depend on.
0: Yeah. Um, what are some of the challenges as far as working with an IT company that's, you know, outside of your organization?
1: I don't know. I, I guess in my experience, it's just having the accessibility that, that I need. We're working through some things like that and having the communication that you need because just like any other company... Um, especially with COVID, there have been turnover and things like that. And if your vendor is not communicating changes and communicating expectations and things like that, it uh, it can be, you can get lost in it. And so the answer to that is to make sure that they understand that you need clear communication and you have expectations on what they're responsible for and how they're managing your networks.
0: Okay. I believe that you're... Uh experience in managing like teams and all that stuff pr- probably helps you in uh, that role?
1: Probably, thank you.
0: Okay, let's pretend I want to become an IT business development manager myself. <laughs> we should also pretend that my rental knowledge is better than it actually is, <laughs> like I'm at least one of our customers who uses the software on occasion, if not every day. Okay. What are some good steps to take to get myself in that position, besides obviously working at Point of Rental?
1: Well, I think the first thing is that you're you have to be open to change, and um, you have to, you have to be constantly learning. I'm out. Sorry. That's what helped me, <laughs> <out>. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just constantly learning, soaking up the information that you can, and making as many uh, contacts as you can, and being supportive to people.
0: How's it? How's it been for you dealing with the uh, accelerated? development schedule because i know we used to do like an annual release and mm. you would have several pages of notes but it was you only had to worry about it like once a year now it's every yeah. f- few weeks and you still have a couple pages of notes
1: did you already know that i have an opinion on this i did not <laughs> that's funny because i actually had a had an opinion on this when i worked at Warner. we'll see if you guys cut this out um it's just so, going to be me
0: so there's a good chance I will
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um when it comes to releases every 3 weeks for a for a very small company you don't necessarily have to worry about the impact that that has on your daily business but when it comes to a larger company where you're you have process you have your process driven you need time to document processes not only do you need time to document processes but you need time to validate the changes and so timing is critical we We try to make sure that um we wait we give a little bit of time. I won't get too specific here in Yard no. so that you don't cut it out <laughs> uh but yeah i we're we're very careful to make sure we give a little time in there to make sure that it's gonna fit what we need, and then we um we'll go back and correct our do- process documents or create one if it's necessary depending on what's in the specific release but three weeks yeah that's it's impressive it yep. don't get me wrong I think it's great anybody who is using software can appreciate the um, growth of the software, the innovative side of it um, but from a from a business perspective it's it takes a lot of effort to keep up with it
0: yeah and like even if it's something that is good it's like oh but now we have to right. change this and I've got to this. train all these people. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I've got
1: to be prepared for all these phone calls.
0: How, how how does that phone call like volume work for you? Is it like every three weeks it's like, oh, I know I'm going to spend this day <laughs> taking phone calls, so I better not schedule anything else?
1: No, actually, um, we have a really good team where when we share the information, we have people in the locations that support their their employees. So awesome. it actually works pretty well. I don't have that many people who reach out to me unless there's a pretty big issue.
0: Mm. It's just the uh, customers, the other customers at Point of Rental call <laughs> you on your Exactly,
1: <laughs> yes, yes. They'll, they'll send me a text and say, do, do you have any
0: idea what just happened? <laughs> okay, so CE, as far as I can remember, is in the Carolinas. Yep. If you're visiting our office, uh, it seems like you are probably not in the Carolinas. Are you full-time, it sounds like you're full-time remote. So how do you adopt your people management skills for remote work?
1: So I am full-time remote. I've been full-time remote since I, actually, I started, go, went full-time remote at Point of Rental when COVID hit and all that. I was I was a little over half-time remote before COVID hit, and then I went to full-time. And then I went to CE, and I'm full-time remote at CE. The way that I deal with that, because you know me, Brian, and a lot of people that are point of rental customers know me, but I appreciate having the relationship with people. And so what I do is I do a lot of video calls. I actually have my camera on and I want people to have the camera on because um, there's a lot you can tell from body language. And I need to know that people are understanding what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um,
0: And paying attention. Exactly. And and paying attention.
1: (laughs) You know they're not they're not on mute and playing with their dog or outside watering their yard or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does help that I'm a little bit of a workaholic. So, mm-hmm. um, being on the Eastern Time schedule, I start by for Central, I start by seven, and I work until six or seven at night, depending, or and sometimes later. You know, yeah. late at night and weekends, and so that helps. I I don't think everybody has the ability to work remotely, but I think that remotely is a great option for some people.
0: Yeah. So are you scheduling, like, I don't know how many people you have to interact with on like a daily basis. How many meetings are you scheduling in a day?
1: Well, on a good day, I have none. But <laughs> <laughs> there are days that I have five or six. I mean, I have a lot of internal meetings. They don't last. The only internal meeting that I have that lasts for an extended period of time is once a week for an hour. Mm. And then everything else is pretty short calls. But I do have a lot of vendor meetings as well.
0: Okay. As you might remember from when you were here, we're doing a lot of uh, remote work here as well. Uh, Do you have any suggestions for some best practices or some neat ideas that you've seen in your role that might help us or perhaps the people listening to this podcast?
1: Turn on your camera, (laughs) for sure. Um, Make sure that people know that there's no stupid question because I think when you're remote, it can be very difficult especially if you're a new hire to learn without having a culture that is very accepting of questions and things like that. I don't know, I just think that you have to make an honest effort to build relationships because if you don't have relationships it's you're going to you're not going to have very good success.
0: Yeah, trust is a big part of it and you can't really have trust without having some type of relationship.
1: Definitely. And feeling like they belong, you have. If you have new hires and they don't feel like they belong, they can find that somewhere else.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, especially when you're <laughs> working remotely and you could work for anyone from your home.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <clears throat> okay, so we talked to Scott Williams, and he wants to know if you've started labeling any of CE Rental stuff, and <laughs> if so, how many times you've relabeled it.
1: That's funny. I I am a little bit OCD. Scott would tell you that I'm a little bit OCD, Um, but no, I have not. I I have only um, traveled to our offices one time as an employee, and that was for some meetings that we had and um, did some organization for the projects that we're working on.
0: Did you and do any labeling while you were there? No labeling, no? Wow.
1: believe it or not. Scott would be, he'd probably fall on the floor if you heard that. I've known him for a very long time. We worked together in previous lives. Mm.
0: Where did you work together?
1: Uh, we actually worked together at Soil Compaction Specialties, the one I was talking about with, where the guy was trying to steal the equipment. I wow. think Scott was there that day, Oh, he was actually. there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, before that, I was at, we actually worked in competing rental stores, and we... We used to rent things to each other. Mm. Sub rent. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know what that means, do I, you? Brian? I know. I know what sub renting is. <laughs> okay.
0: I had to ask for uh, about about it a long time ago. Um, since you're so into labeling, it seems like you think labeling is important. Did you Did you do a lot of labeling here at Point of Rental? I remember there being some labels on hmm. things. Back of the old office. I
1: think you know. I, I try to think about that. I think it was more in humor. I think another part of importance when you were talking a minute ago about working remotely is um, keeping the humor and making sure that people are having a good time. And I, I think here at Point of Rental, we had a we had a lot of fun back in the day, and uh, probably were some labels involved.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh yes. That's not a common <laughs> phrase of like. I know, you know right?
1: So, well, when you, uh, do you remember, you may not have even been here at the time, but do you remember when we covered David's entire desk in, um, in
0: post-it notes, post-it notes? Yeah. I vaguely remember that. His yes.
1: entire desk, his, his, his chair. I mean, we covered everything. That was funny.
0: Did you label it on any of the You know, we, so he we would called know, him a goat a-, a lot.
1: So there's a good chance that we wrote goat on them.
0: Mm, okay. What is one trait that you believe all great leaders have in common? Listening. That was very quick. Did you want to elaborate on it or is it, (laughs) it's kind of self-evident in that?
1: Well, it is kind of self-evident, but if you're not listening um, to the people who are interacting with you, you can't be a good leader because you are uh, not taking into consideration information or um, thinking about where the person, the perspective of the other person.
0: We already sort of discussed this a little bit, but you told me earlier you're moving soon to mm-hmm. Angel Fire. Mm-hmm. And I have to assume that there's a reason for that. Why why did why do you want to go to Angel Fire?
1: Have you been there? Man, it's amazing. Been there. It's so beautiful. So so Fort Worth I won't talk bad about Fort Worth. I'm <laughs> I was gonna say, to say you've been here
0: for a while. It's, it's, but you I've been here
1: a very long time. Very, very, very long time. Came here as a kid, lived here, got married, had kids. Um raised them. Now I have grandchildren. And um, my daughter and son moved to Colorado. Okay. And she did it for health reasons because she can't tolerate the heat in Texas. And Colorado's so... a good
0: place to go to get away from it.
1: Right? She's out of it now. And the grandkids love it. They're very active. They like to hike and stuff like that. And I have always liked doing um, very active things. And in Texas that, you know, n- sorry, Texas, but the active things here is walking around on concrete yeah. or hiking in a circle on a path. And so um, all of our vacations are out of Texas. They're, in, they're either going to all-inclusive resorts in Mexico, yes, that's fun, or uh, going up to Arkansas or Oklahoma into the mountains and uh, hiking and four-wheeling. And so um, we have some friends who live out in Angel Fire and when my kids moved, we let them know that we were looking for something and they let us know about this log cabin. And we've always wanted to get a log cabin, my husband and I, yeah. and it just kind of fell into place. We were not looking for a house a year ago and went up and saw it and came back and made an offer.
0: Yeah, and then you're like, well, I mean, there's a log cabin right <laughs> yeah. here and it's it's That's in a place we want to go. Exactly, might as it's, well get a, it.
1: It. it's at 9606 is the altitude.
0: Yeah, that's pretty high.
1: Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. I, you know, I can go out there and run, and it's more challenging. Yes, and
0: I remember uh, a long time ago, I lived in Flagstaff, and I'd been like walking every day to places, and then like one day, I had to run to get to my bank before it closed, mm-hmm. and it took me like ten ten whole minutes <laughs> to regain my breath. I was like, where oh is the goodness. air in this stupid place?
1: Right. <laughs> But you know what? There's also no humidity, so it's yeah. the cold is not as cold as it is like here. It's um true. and I don't have gear here now. I took it all out there. <laughs> so the last, last week or so was a little bit brutal. But yeah, it's gonna be amazing. I mean we can sit out on the balcony and look out at the mountains and there are elk everywhere and mm.
0: you know, I, really I hear that cool. you've also already had some visitors. Or is this
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um we've had a few actually, Lisa. Red okay. from yep. Development. She's come out and spent some time. And and then uh, Andy Clark and his family and David Jensen and his family came out and spent New Year's Eve and a few days wow. sledding and hiking in the oh, snow. there's no pool parties out there? No pool parties, <laughs> but we will have a hot tub, so okay. we're going to have hot tub parties.
0: Interesting. <laughs> yeah, you would want to have uh, that in the cold. Be
1: yeah, I don't right think there. I want a pool, but um hot tub would be fantastic.
0: Okay, well... What do you do in your free time? It sounds like you're doing a lot of things.
1: Yep, spending time with uh, – well, so this, oh, I'll give you something different,
0: okay. right? Because yeah, we already know give, about the hiking. Yeah, don't, don't give me the stuff you've already told me. Let's okay. do something new in your free time.
1: So just for the fun of it, um, we used to and still like to um, cook barbecue, and we've done, we used to do cook-offs my husband
0: and I. Are you cooking off against each other or no. challenging other people? Like or... organized cook-offs. Oh, legitimately.
1: And, you know, placing first and second and doing brisket. Nothing and... lower than second, of course. Of course not. Okay. No, no. Mm. no.
0: Now I feel like I missed out on so many things. I haven't <laughs> had, I didn't get invited to any pool parties, didn't get any brisket. Mm.
1: I know, right? All these years, Brian, that we've <laughs> I known know, each I should... other. How did that happen? <laughs> I
0: should have invented this podcast right? a long time ago. Can, can we get a recipe, or is that, like, closely guarded secret? Yeah.
1: It, you know, here's reality. I don't use recipes ever, ever <laughs> okay. when I cook. It's just whatever I'm feeling.
0: So it's not only secret. Like, even if you wanted to tell anyone, you couldn't. I wing it. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I, I make something. Uh, you've had – I think you've had this. I make jalapeno soup.
0: Um, I think I, I'm afraid of that because um, I I've only – started to get to the point where I can handle spices. So I,
1: I, yeah, I'm a huge jalapeno fan. I I love it. I love them on everything. And so I make jalapeno soup and I've had many, many people from point of rental ask me for the recipe. And so they, they finally beat up on me probably about a month or so ago. And I I had to create one. I mm. created a recipe for them.
0: Maybe you should make a recipe book. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome. Then you can sell it to people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Extra, extra revenue. exactly yeah
1: jalapenos in almost anything and um i just wing it when it comes to cooking it's do you have hatch
0: chili recipes because you're going to new mexico that's true that's a requirement i think of new mexico i think you're right okay so but you don't have any right now i don't have any. you'll just have to wing them
1: you'll be the first person i share it with all
0: right good (laughs) all right did you ever play sports or music as a kid i am keeping a spreadsheet of pointers and former pointers and tracking to see if there's any trends
1: No, I did not. I I thought I would have loved to have had the opportunity as a kid, but I didn't. And um, because of that, I made all of my children go into the band.
0: Um, What instruments did they all play?
1: Um, My my daughter played clarinet, and then I had two sons. They played French horn and trumpet.
0: Mm, So they all had to get like, well, I guess it's a woodwind and then some brass, huh? Clarinet. Yeah, you yes. didn't let him play. You didn't let him play drums or anything. Well,
1: you know, drums are really competitive as for kids. When they have to try out. Kids like for it stuff, and, Yeah. Yeah. He, um, I have my youngest son wanted to play drums, but um, you have to be approved by the band director, and mm. there's only a couple people who play drums, so that doesn't always happen.
0: Interesting. Maybe yeah. I'll have to talk to my daughter because she wants to do drums.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know the, but it's really good. I hear, and I would have to say that it could be true because my. Children are very intelligent people, um, but when you learn to read music and play music, it develops a different part of your brain, and it helps you actually with math.
0: Interesting. Yeah i I was in like if the class is in school, but like basically everyone else in that class was in the band or in music, really? and I was like, and they're all like way better than me at like everything is like okay uh maybe there's something to this uh
1: it, it's something that i think is is i would have loved to have done and i never did but loved well to maybe
0: while there. you're learning to ski you can, can learn play a guitar going down the
1: mountain right? <laughs> learn them both at the so same cool, time <laughs> right and then i can juggle yeah you, you know juggle me, guitars right. wow exactly you're... <laughs> hold a guitar juggle ski
0: I mean that would make an yeah. g- amazing video.
1: And wear sh- my shark mask. Right?
0: Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. Did you notice that we had a T-Rex mask out there? No. We're trying to step up to your level of coolness. That's
1: awesome. I was packing. I had to. I've lived in my house for 19 years. It's the longest I've ever lived anywhere in my entire life. Yeah. And I had to pack. And my husband came in and said, "Are you seriously keeping all those masks?" Yes, I have to have them. <laughs>
0: This is part of who I am. That's I right. Need these I things.
1: Mean, you know, they bring humor just like we were talking about. Exactly. Yeah.
0: How many um of your video calls are you wearing a mask in?
1: I haven't done I don't want them to think I'm too weird. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. But that's true, you do have to wait
0: like a little, <laughs> right. a little amount of time. Giving
1: them a little time. I've been there for since um November of last year or 2020. Um and so it's almost time. It's almost time. But okay. there were plenty of point of rental like training videos that I would show up when I'm in a mask. Good. You know, my shark mask or yeah. whatever. I
0: remember the shark yeah. mask. It was a very good mask. Yeah. yeah, I would I would encourage you. It's been it's been over a year. I think. It's time, can, isn't it? Yeah, you can start pulling them off. They already know you. The it next shouldn't be a, surprise time a to them.
1: Yeah, The next time one of the um, point of rental, you know, friends of mine asked me for some help, I'm going to get on a video call with a mask.
0: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
1: That'd
0: be fun. And then they're not sure if they should take your advice seriously. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is
1: she real? No, they all know me. It's
0: fun. Okay. Now we're going to do the five important questions. Everything to this point totally unimportant. Okay. Sorry, right. you spent so much time <laughs> answering unimportant <laughs> questions. Five important questions. Five important, five questions. important questions. Five important questions. Okay, so what would you say is your greatest success in life?
1: I would have to say that my children are. Mm. They're they're very compassionate human beings and I don't think as a parent because I didn't start life out thinking I'm going to change the world. Um but I think that having kids who are self-sufficient and compassionate people are the greatest thing you can give to the world.
0: I like I like the way you elaborated on that cuz most people do say like my kids and all that stuff, and it feels a little cliche. But it's since like since you added something that was different, <laughs> I'll allow that to be your. Good they're success. amazing
1: people. I'm I'm uh, very proud of who they are, and you know I I want nothing in the world more than them being happy, and that it, whatever that means to them, that's all I want.
0: Well, at least you've said that they're good. So as long as. <laughs> What makes them happy is a good thing. They weren't good.
1: Right, right. Exactly. No, they're re- <laughs> they're really good people, so it's all good.
0: <laughs> good. If you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice when you started your career to help you be successful earlier or whatever, uh, what would it be? Oh,
1: pay attention to the things that don't seem important um, because that's how you learn. I mean, you know, we're and don't get stressed because... Pay attention, pick up the little things that you can and don't get stressed over the little things. Mm. I am I I overthink everything. Always yeah. have. And um, I like to do that. Yeah, it's a bad thing to do. Yeah. The older you get, the more you realize that. I still do it. Yeah. But I try not to. I try not to overthink things.
0: Is there a point where you started listening in on the things that you had previously thought were unimportant or
1: No, I don't think I honestly think that point of rental made me realize that. Um, because there was so much to learn, yeah um rental not that rental's easy, but rental's more natural to me than software yeah you know i'm a I'm a little bit of a different generation than you are, Brian, and um, I wasn't exposed today it's like you know they go to they're in kindergarten and they're using computers or even less, you know you see a one year old kid sitting there, Gosh. right it's crazy, life has changed. Uh, But that that wasn't part of my life. And I think that given the opportunity to work at Point of Rental, it was all new to me and I had to really start paying attention. Uh, I still haven't learned to not not overanalyze. I still do that to this day. But um, the little things will help you understand the big things. So just pay attention.
0: I was trying to think of a job where it would teach you to not overanalyze, but I don't want to go down that route. (laughs) Yeah, right. What is the most embarrassing moment in your career?
1: Because I overanalyze, it's going to be a kind of a dumb answer, I guess, but maybe giving a wrong answer here at point of rental, because in the rental world, you know, I didn't really have too many embarrassing moments, I don't think. Except okay, except the time except for the time. Uh we were an equipment company, and I had to get certified on lifts mm-hmm. and I had to go up in a hundred and twenty foot boom that's and I am high. terrified of heights.
0: doesn't know? seem like the best uh job choice for <laughs> right? someone that's afraid of right? heights
1: I mean I'm like, I'm a manager. Why do I <laughs> need to be certified on a hundred twenty foot boom okay, but anyway, that was embarrassing because i'm i am I am literally afraid of heights
0: right. did or you tricks. like have a panic attack up? Oh, at the yeah, top, it, or I didn't. Did I didn't
1: quite have one. I can. I can talk myself down a little bit, but it's. It's. Uh, I like. I'm a. I'm a control freak. I like being in control. You know. Yeah. So it was. It was kind of embarrassing. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I'm sorry that you've been sentenced to death because you're not allowed to be afraid of heights anymore. Um, it's now a capital offense. <laughs> right. <laughs> Things uh, change dramatically uh, in this country. Yeah. Um. So what's your last meal?
1: Oh, it's gonna be a filet mignon. Okay. Uh, because why not?
0: Do you want any sides, or you're just going straight uh, for it? You
1: know, maybe maybe either a baked potato or some uh, garlic mashed potatoes and some asparagus. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Sure. Nice roll. Yeah, in, in, bread's in, everything. That's true. And cheese. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm <laughs> I'm glad that you keep adding on to this.
0: Uh, do you do you want any drinks with this uh, fillet?
1: I'll take a crown on the rocks. Mm. That'd be good.
0: Okay. And for dessert. Is <laughs> that an okay answer? Would, would you like something to? A little afterwards, a little yeah, dessert.
1: Yeah, why not? How about a little cheesecake? That'd be good.
0: This is a very rich final. Uh, you got but, it, But, I mean, yeah, if, if you're, you're going down, do you it. might as well.
1: <laughs> do it right. Exactly, do
0: a big. Okay, <laughs> if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? This is definitely a great question to ask someone who overanalyzes everything. I know, hour. right? I was going <laughs> to say the fact that I overanalyze.
1: It's probably that I'm stubborn. I, I I appreciate the fact that I'm stubborn, but sometimes I'm just... You know, I dig in. <laughs>
0: and you look back afterwards and you're like, hmm, did I really need to I day? think, and yeah, like, I
1: needed to, but maybe I didn't, you know?
0: Yeah. What is your spirit spice? It's like a spirit animal, but spice related. I mean, you seem Absolutely to be a person who answer. likes cooking and.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, right. I don't know. I don't know that I have an answer for you on that. Did I write it? Did I? Oh, hold on.
0: I don't know, I didn't look no, at your paper.
1: nothing, nothing. I got nothing for you. Spirit, spice, cinnamon. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I don't know. Well, why do nothing. you think that cinnamon embodies who you are?
1: It's a little spicy. Okay. <laughs> you don't even know what to respond to that, do you? No. Oh, and I, you know what? And I think it also makes, it also riles up Scott Williams. Now that I think about cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, I think he hates it. You have to ask him. Okay, he that's... hates cinnamon. He gets he gets all kinds of angry. I don't think, cinnamon.
0: but I don't think Scott hates you, so I don't know if that <laughs> really works. Right, I'm just agitating him. Okay, yeah. Okay, tell me a secret about the rental industry.
1: I think the secret is how good everybody is. How everybody really, I mean, as a whole, the the people in the rental industry are just very down to earth people who they actually want to help each other and they want to, they want, they're rooting for each other. They want the success of everyone. I mean, obviously we want the rental industry to be successful for people. I love them all, they're just amazing people.
0: That's probably why you allow them to have your cell phone number. That's true, (laughs) probably so. Uh, I'm gonna throw in an extra question. Who is calling you probably more than they should?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, Besides the
0: fact that technically no one really <laughs> shouldn't because you right? don't work for Because so. I don't work for point of view? Yeah.
1: Well, I, I can't I can't name any names. I just can't oh, do wow. that. Okay. But, I, you know, here I will tell you this. I hear from the majority of them more on a personal note than mm. I do asking questions. That's good. Now, it could be a mix of the two. But yeah. it's more. It's more. Hey, I'm checking in. How are you doing? We haven't talked in a while. Mm. And then it's like, and you know.
0: <laughs> Any of them visiting uh, you out in Angel Fire?
1: I have had. I've had. Wow.
0: People come to wow, Angel this, Fire. Wow, this this party network is <laughs> a lot bigger than one would anticipate. I know, right? Okay. Okay. Well, you made it through all the important questions. Do you have anything else that you want to tell the world? Nope. All right. Well. Thank you for joining me today, Francis. Uh, I appreciate you hanging out with me. Thanks, Brian. And uh, thanks for coming back by the office.
1: Absolutely. Anytime. You guys will let me know when there's free food and I'll come see you. Breaking news. Francis has news for everybody. I don't like Brussels sprouts. No matter what you do, no matter what magical things you do to them, they're still Brussels sprouts.